guys, this is Zachary. I'm Josh. And welcome to The Other Film Guys, week two of our Before Trilogy series. Or I guess it's our own, it's our Before Trilogy trilogy. Yeah. I guess you could say. Um, We got our own thing going. (laughs) Yeah, we, if you didn't notice, we took last week off because... Texas was covered in snow and ice and hell froze millions of people did not have power and water and internet and all that good stuff. Me, Zach, you went out, didn't you, for at least a little while? I actually did not have any outages. Well, okay, good for you. I went went five days without power and without water. (laughs) I'm genuinely so shocked because like everybody that I know had some sort of outage. I had nothing. Yeah, it seemed like I've got you and my little sister who lives over in Waco, like, just didn't, it didn't happen to them. I mean, of course they had to stay inside, but like, yeah, but it, 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 it still wasn't happened anything. just in a, in a lesser capacity. Yeah. You got to go outside and be like, wow, it's cold. And then go inside <laughs> and be like, wow, my place is warm. <laughs> <laughs> See, we did go out and play in the snow like the first day, like yeah. the first Monday. <coughs> that, that, that was also, basically the only day that you could play in the snow, because after that, it yeah. just froze over again. Yeah. Also, um, I'm probably going to cough throughout the episode. I'm not sick. I just have allergies. Like I mentioned last week, we have a cat and uh, I have very hard times breathing around them. So it's fun. <laughs> Well, see, and that's where this that's where the storm comes into play, because I ordered an air purifier to make mm-hmm. things better. And now it is like indefinitely delayed. Oh, <laughs> even man. after the storm. Yeah, no, like, I mean, uh, it, deliveries have been delayed with with the, the, the whole sickness, pandemic, whatever yeah. business. And now doubly so everything else I've ordered. I've ordered things after that and I've got them already, but I'm still waiting on oh, that. But like the purifiers on back order for whatever reason were people ordering it, purifiers because of all of this i don't think so but like it's shipped it's in atlanta right now it's just stuck it's been at it's been in atlanta since the 17th and currently it's the 23rd i have not received it the spider-man 3 production needed your air purifier they just stopped the they amazon do need trunk. They tom do holland was like need i that. need it for my trailer i'm going <laughs> to take it and hopefully Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, but we don't know nothing. We don't know. I but think I they're going to be in it. Tobey Maguire says that they're not. Like, he straight up said that they're not in the movie. Yeah, my ass. Which means that they're in the movie. Yeah, yeah like, he wouldn't <laughs> outright deny it. If, if he wasn't in it, he wouldn't have to say anything, you know? Exactly. Um, And there's a whole debacle today as of recording about the title. Oh, I saw there's doing jokes. One said home slice. The other said home phone. Zendaya said Zendaya said home slice. Tom Holland said home or phone home. And then Jake Jacob something. I forget his last name. Ned said um, home wrecker. Home wrecker. Oh, that one's I, I, I like home slice. I think. Yeah. I wonder why they're doing that with the whole title. Maybe it's to play on the whole marketing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's that. I, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Marketing. 
I, I, I hate uh, people online who talk about Tom Holland and how he's he's uh, he, he he's so bad about releasing all these spoilers as if those aren't like premeditated by Disney, like yeah. each and every single one. Unless unless it's like during a live interview, it is 100 percent planned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But we're not going to talk about fucking Spider-Man during this episode. What? As- I watched Spider-Man 2. God damn it. Doc Ock. Alfred Molina, baby. Okay. Of all the people who might be coming back into the movie, that's the one I'm most excited about. I think him and Willem Dafoe. I'm 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 most pumped. And yeah. Kirsten Dunst's MJ said about five people, including me. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> okay. She's I I like her character. Um Richard Linklater, dang it. The before Richard trilogy. Linklater. He he did some movies one time. I've heard of a of a couple. Uh, and this one that he did um, is called Before Sunset from the year 2004. I was a wee eight years old, so I did not see this in theaters. <coughs> I was uh, uh, I, I was five. You, you got me beat a little bit. Yikes. You're a wee babby. I am. I am. I'm just a little baby boy. Don't worry about me. Uh, wah, wah. Cry, cry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it you, looked a little bit older. You just got done watching this. What's that? You just got done watching this. Yeah, I because we were, we were thinking that we were going to record tomorrow, but I was just like, hey, what if we did it tonight? And so I am hot off the heels of a fresh viewing, so it's very immediate in my head. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it as much as the first one, I, I, okay. but this is just immediate feelings. And I was thinking... I was thinking that maybe the reason that I enjoyed the first one more than I enjoyed the second one is because I'm the age of the people in the first one. So they're kind of romanticized talk and like this feeling of, oh, we're in the moment and this is it. And then this movie is like somewhat sobering and depressing in that they're not happy. They're not happy in their love lives. They missed out on each other and they it's been haunting them. The one night they never yeah. got back the six months later. And so I think it was a bit of a slap in the face. You know, I was hoping yeah. for, you know, we cut to them and they're in this loving relationship. And of course, there's probably turmoil and that would have been our conflict. But no, they never saw each other again. <laughs> no, not until nine years later. Um, they meet up in. Is it? Yeah, they meet up in Paris. Belly. Um and Jesse's on a book tour. He wrote about their night together. Yeah. Capitalizing off of his life experience. That that made immediate sense when it cut to him as yeah. the opening shot of him in a bookshop ranting about his book about their night. I was like, of course, of course he did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes so much sense for him. You know, in the first one, he talks about how much he loves books and mm-hmm. So in this one for him to like be an author, I, I, I really love that. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a nice continuation. And in that opening scene, I, I noticed that uh, he um, a lot of his little uh, idiosyncrasies in terms of pretentiousness have still kind of stuck around. They kind of faded once he started hanging out with Julie Depley, uh, Delpy's character again, which her name did. is. You did it again. <laughs> I did. But uh, what's her character's name again? Because her name is also escaping me. I, I, Celine. 
Celine, when her and when him and Celine get together, I think that kind of facade of authorship f- fades away very quickly. In that moment, as a matter of fact, when they see yeah. each other for the first time, it, he kind of melts and like he's back yeah. to nine years ago seeing her. It's <laughs> as if just like once he meets her, the last nine years don't exist anymore. Oh yeah, he's immediately back in the moment. They both are of of seeing each other. They they yeah. click immediately. They're back into their rhythm, and it's just it's 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 really nice. This actually interesting. Um, Linklater originally wanted to make this filmed in four different locations with a it doesn't have specifics, but with a much larger budget. It says. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, when he didn't get that, he scaled back the movie, went back to the original, what made that work. And we got this. It was made for 2.7 million. 2.7. I think the first I think the first one was made for around the same, right? 2.5. Yeah, I remember you mentioning origi- that last the time. The first one made five and a half million in the box office. This one. Made a cool sixteen million. Hey, so, that cult status of that for first an indie movie. Film. And this oh, was yeah, absolutely was was this movie um, post School of Rock or or pre School of Rock? I forget. That is a good question. Because School of Rock kind of you know shifted Linklater from being this indie Definitely. Austin boy. This to, was the year after School of Rock. Yes. I'm surprised that he didn't get his big budget. Was it just a was it a decision on his part or was it kind of like a the studio's not gonna do it? Studio, yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, super grateful for it. Because I, I, I honestly think that's so like it works so much in the film's favor. Honestly, because the, I think the the whole idea of I mean, I don't I haven't seen the third one, so I don't know what that's going to be like, but I think the the scope and scale of just zeroing zeroing in on these two characters is is it, it really really helps the film. You know, yeah. I, I and um, this one especially even more so than the last one because we we are in real time with these two people the entire yeah. movie. It like the first one was like over the span of like eight hours. This one is we're literally watching an hour and twenty minutes of them catching yeah. up, meeting up, and then going to her apartment. Love that scene, by the way. Goodness. Oh, my God. The apartment scene. Oh, it was so lovely. I The, the with, way with that the, the movie built up to that and then her little Nina Simone impression and the final line of, baby, you're going to miss that flight. And he just says, I know. Yeah. And he smiles. And I was like, oh, OK, thank God. They, they realize <laughs> that they shouldn't let go of it for some you know, romantic idea of, well, we don't want the magic to fade. And that was so dumb. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, this film released also shortly after, uh, Ethan Hawke had divorced Uma Thurman. Oh, oh yeah. Because, uh, they have, they have that kid who's in stranger things, right? Maya Hawke. Yeah. Maya Hawke. Um, looks so much like Uma. Oh yeah. It's no, crazy. it's startling. <laughs> but, uh, that I wonder if that informed their performance. Uh, so was oh, this definitely. one as as much uh, uh, improv as the first one was? Or you know, when I, when I say improv, I mean loosely, like they formed yeah. the scenes together. 
I I do know that they worked with Richard Linklater on the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and so essentially what Linklater had described was like the process for making this one. They sat in a room for about two or three days and just worked out like an incredibly detailed outline of the okay. whole of the whole film and wanted to make it like specifically real time. That's why it's so much shorter than the first and I believe the third one as well. <laughs> I, I I appreciated that. I mean, like it, I, I don't I think the first one movie. suffered because of its length, but in it, I just the way the immediacy of it. I mean, they were even talking about how uh, Ethan Hawke's character at one point mentions how getting older, it, it, everything feels so immediate and the movie immediately reflects that. Yeah. No pun intended, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it just felt so sudden and it felt so fast, even more so than the first one did, you know? I'm so it, it, I thought that was a really nice thing. Yeah. Um, and then Ethan Hawke also added, nobody was begging for this movie, but they did it because like it was one, they, they like talked about it, you know, over the years and just talking about how through everything that they've been making in between, that was the most fulfilled they'd ever m- like felt in making something. Huh. And that's Richard included, or I mean, Ethan is including Richard in that idea. Richard, uh, Richard, Ethan and Julie. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a big sucker for school of rock. So like that, I, I want to say like, no, Richard, listen, you've perfected <laughs> something with school of rock. Let's not, <laughs> uh, but, but that's, that's really beautiful. And I can see how something like this, this, uh, again, I keep going back to the immediacy of it, but, in, in, but just how tight the group is. And it, it feels like it, like the first one, it, it has this feeling that it was just made very, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, just kind of, it, it, it was just very quickly put together, but, but with a lot yeah. of passion. Well, they'd started working on it in, actually i think i'm thinking of the third one the 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 third one had a very short turnaround of like three four months oh wow from conception to finished wow um i'm not seeing anything on like this one but i'm i mean with something as simple as these it can't take much time yeah it, it 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 also seems like i this you know i don't i don't know for certain but it does seem like the two characters are very much so um you know trans transposition i'm trying what's what's the word i'm thinking of they're very similar to who ethan hawk is and who julie is in real life it seems transcendental sure if that works there uh they, it, they feel I don't know English. I don't know English either. I've been speaking it for 22 years, man. I still learn new things. Also, it's grammar is fake. Anyways, um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, but their characters just they seem so natural that I that I almost think that the way that they're talking is the way Ethan Hawke would talk in real life, and that's the way that Julie yeah. would talk, and that's the way that they would talk together. And I think that's why that that kind of quick turnaround can happen with something like this and still produce 
such a great product because that can't happen with with a lot of with a lot of actors and a lot of directors and a lot of movies and that's not you know me negging those people but like it's they really do have something special the the trio of yeah. these people no i i feel like they just on a very deep level they just understand each other yeah for sure and you know it 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 really helps that like they did help with writing the film and like being there from day one on mm-hmm. planning it. And cause you know, they, 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 I mean, no one knows the characters more than the people who play the characters, you know? Sure. Um, you're an actor, you know, the acting eh. process of things. I don't know. I mean, like I, theater has kind of a quick turnaround like that so i suppose it can work the same way in film does but i mean i we don't conceptualize entire pieces but you know it 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 is a simple story and i when i say that i don't want to negate how wonderful it turns out but it is a very simple thing both these movies are you know just two people who who just really you know, like puzzle pieces fit into each other in terms of just, uh, just, um, what, what is the, why words are not coming to me today. What, what's, what's it when two people have a lot of chemistry, I found it. <laughs> the word was chemistry. All right. But you no, know, it, it, it does feel like, uh, again, I keep saying that it's just a very special thing, but I don't think many other people could pull something like this off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this a lot, though. Like we talked about that last scene with the song with the waltz. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it does a lot of the same things that that um, the record playing room does in the first movie. Yes. Whereas and just like it's also like just very telling of like how much um, music has an effect on people. Um, Uh, Oh gosh. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really connect that until now, but for sure. Yeah. And just like how it has, I think music just like, and sharing that with somebody is so just, I can't think of, yeah, very intimate. And you know, like, if someone shares a song with me, I feel incredibly special by that. Oh, me too. Me too. No, I, I absolutely feel the same way. Music's very important to me. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't take pride in my taste, but I do take pride in like what I choose to show someone. Like mm-hmm. it's very specific what I'm, what I'm, it, I, I do it with a lot of care. So I, I, I do think that that song choice was was very purposeful. I'm, I, I know it was Nina Simone, and I heard a few lyrics. I don't know exactly what the song was, but the lyrics were obviously commenting on the situation and the movie, and it was very purposeful. And Richard, throughout his movies, I mean, we were just talking about School of Rock, um, but then Dazed and Confused. I mean, Dazed and Confused takes its name yeah. from a Led Zeppelin song. Uh, and Everybody Wants Some is Van Halen. Music means a lot to Richard. And so, it, yeah, I, I've always loved that about his movies. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and, you know, I just think he he does like he knows music insanely well and knows how to make it affect the the viewer the same it would as as if you just heard the song on, on its own. Mm hmm. 
Um, Del, um, Delpy wrote two of the songs featured in the film. And then wait, the third the one songs. of hers. Yeah, she wrote two songs. Um, of course, the one that she see plays. If I can find out what. But I, I'm, I'm curious as to what the other one was. Um, let's see. I was literally just looking. Yeah, so there are. There's a third song of hers also that was included in the closing credits and the, the soundtrack. Mm, um, I'll have to I'll have to finish out the credits then, because I, I, I know that the Nina Simone continues over the beginning of the credits. But yeah, I suppose I'm sure it the plays and comes on the, after. Yeah. But yeah. where's the, where's the third soundtrack? That's what I'm trying to find out. Hmm. I'm trying to remember when when music was playing. Is it maybe in the background in the cafe scene? Possibly. So the first there are one, two, three, four. There are six songs on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There is an ocean apart, which is composed and performed by Julie Delpy. Uh, there's a Bach Goldberg variation number five. Mm-hmm. A waltz for a night. So the song that she plays for for uh, Jesse. And then the Nina Simone song. And then there's a French song called Je T'aime Tant. That hmm. was written by Julie. Well, I'll have to go back and re-listen to those. Those are probably super important to her character. I, I, I found that really t- interesting, how that aspect didn't really reveal itself on the first one. But now she she's a songwriter. I I really loved <laughs> that, that about her. Yeah, um... Usually the trope Which is that, that the emotional guy is writing the music on the guitar, but it was nice to have a woman. Yeah, I, I loved that uh, that switch. Yeah, um, je t'aime tant means also I love you so much. Oh, they never forgot about each other. She tried to play it yeah. off like, oh, oh my God. Well. <laughs> it broke I had my, my heart when like when he was like when she was like, did you show up? No, you did, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, that that face that he makes because she reveals that her grandmother died and she was like, wait, why did why did you not? And that that face that Ethan Hawke makes where he's like trying to think of something, yeah. but he desperately can't. And it's just of a um, reason good that's that's even good enough to. Oh, that poor dude. So pitiful running around Vienna looking for a yeah. lost love. Oh, and, uh, and he and, said he waited there for like a few days and like put up signs and. Knowing that makes that reveal in that first scene where she's standing off to the side behind the bookshelf. So, so, so beautiful. Just that face that of yeah disbelief. The way he, he composed himself surprisingly nicely after uh, seeing her. Just to finish off a little question. Yeah, answer. I feel like it was just very kind of casual, maybe a little too casual. Well, I mean, they did talk um, later on in the movie that he half had the idea to write the book within like the deepest, darkest point of his well, not the darkest, but like deep in the back of his mind. Maybe, yeah. maybe I might run into her again. I know she's French. If I write this book Which, and it's a bestseller and I stop in Paris, maybe. <coughs> they talk about, there's a point in the film where they talk about how um, they were actually in New York at the same time as each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so like I mentioned in the last episode, um, a lot of the trilogy reminded me of a previous relationship, that line, especially because there was this girlfriend I used to have 
And over time, we had realized that in 2012, we were both in the same part of Oklahoma at the same time before we ever knew each other. And we had both gone to the first day premiere of the Avengers. <laughs> and like we went we went so far back in records to to confirm this and we couldn't 100 percent it. But we were like 90 percent sure we were in the same theater on the same day in the same place before we ever even knew each other. That's wild. Oh, those little misconnections and stuff like that. Yeah, because they they reveal that they were in New, in New York in the same year, 98, 99, I think. And then a couple mm-hmm. minutes later, he's talking about going to the wedding and yeah. reveals that he thought he saw her. And then she says that, oh, I lived right nearby that. So it's very possible yeah. that it, he literally like, saw her going into... So it speaks to the that I, they, they're talking about faith a little bit into this movie and kind of divine intervention and stuff like that. And I think little things like that is supposed to be just like maybe maybe there is someone or something kind of pushing you towards a specific someone. Yeah. And. um, Yeah, it's just things like that. Crazy. Slightly heartbreaking. It is very kind of heartbreaking because it's like I what said if bittersweet like, right before the call started. I think that 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 works, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, It makes me just me just think, though, like. What if they saw each other then? What then? Yeah. What yeah. happens next? And that's something that, you know, like, I think we all have to contend with in relationships and misconnections or just living in the what if rather than living in in the present which is something that they also touch on in this movie about how important it is and i ethan hawk was talking about how as he gets older everything feels so much more immediate and then of course the movie reflects that but it, it you know you can't they each of them in their own way in the movie describe how it's not healthy to you know, live in that moment forever. And then each of them later on in the movie also reveal that they had continued to live in that moment for the past nine years because they, it it was such a deep connection for the both of them. So it is, it is a bittersweet, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can kind of talk about how they both, moved on um moved on physically mentally yeah <laughs> not mentally no of course not um but jesse's married he has a kid yeah. a son a little boy and celine is dating a photojournalist who's like pretty much always gone yeah he's he's a war photographer which is pretty intense yeah intense stuff um never done it you know i'll say you that never you taken never photographed a war? a war never photographed i've done it's it the, a couple it's on the, of times it's on the bucket list i've done it a couple of times it's pretty intense man you should get out there and try it sometime okay okay you know i, I think we might have a chance in the next couple of years who knows oh jesus um <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking hope not man <laughs> we don't need another one we're uh. stuck in a forever war right now anyways um <laughs> but uh yeah she uh, 
I think it's interesting that she, uh, Jesse talks about this later, and so does she. But I think it's interesting that she ended up marrying someone that you know comes in and out of her life over and over again. Almost. I don't as think if she, she. I don't think she married him. Oh, she's just in a relationship. I think. She, yeah, I think she's just dating him. They're oh. courting. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So that makes a little more sense as to why she was talking about sex a bit more casually later on also ethan hawk's character so. chill out man you're married chill out he's he, he is he's pulling her I mean, on, onto I'll his lap it. in this and, movie in the first movie he was not i wouldn't say he was a bad person in this movie i'd say he's 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 borderline shitty he's a little bit of a douchebag in this one yeah I, I, it like, makes sense i guess if he's not happy in life and knowing what we know about him from the first movie you know he was a bit of a pretentious but if you're dude. not happy that doesn't mean you can just go no, off and do it does whatever not ex- it does not excuse his kind of reckless flirting with julie and it you know she she expresses that she's like what the hell are you even doing like later on in that car ride that car ride seems beautiful the way they like you could see it in Ethan when she was crying and talking that he just wanted to reach out. And Julie's character even does halfway reach out and then pulls back when he's looking the other way. And it, oh gosh, yeah, it, it, that, that, that was such an intense scene. It reminded me a lot of uh, the listening booth scene from the first one where they, they keep missing each other out of anxiety and fear of what the other might think. And it's, it's just like, we're watching like, a, a massive missed connection you know they're coming back to see each other over nine years but in that car scene it's just these many missed uh missed connections over and over again where it's yeah. just like if if he were to look at her for a split second longer they'd be making out in the back of that car it wouldn't be okay they would be but like going completely bonkers yeah, yeah they'd be going for it and of course the at the end of the movie i think I mean, you know more than I do, but I think it it does seem to imply that he has chosen, and so has she, at least to a degree. Um, trying to think where to even go next. Yeah, we're um, kind of covering it, man. We're covering all the. I mean, bases. it's I mean, it's a it's a short movie, so there's it is I a feel very like there's not a whole movie. lot to talk about with it. I, I did appreciate that. Um, too many movies right now are five hours long for no reason. Yeah. I, well, okay. I, I like it in some cases. Like, I think The Irishman, it works incredibly well. I still have not finished um, that movie. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I feel like a fake, <laughs> a fake film bro. But <laughs> no, but, I haven't um, finished The Irishman. I need to. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I and many others have said, and I've said it before on the podcast, I don't even know how many times. Every movie should be under $10 million and be 90 minutes long. Oh, that's that's a nice little here. Your parameters work with it. I like that. Because I found that. Have you ever seen an Ingmar Bergman film? Um, Again, fake film bro here, man. No, <laughs> I need to let you borrow some of my criterions for it. Because you have you have the big boy. You've got the box. The, the big boy. I, Ingmar I, I, Bergman's I, cinema. I'll, 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 anyone who's listening. I saw it in person. And this is my first time opening one. I've seen him in Barnes and Noble, but I got to look inside. It's impressive. <laughs> When I went to Barnes and Noble and got it, I got it out during a fifty percent sale. That's the only yeah. time I would ever have bought it. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm eyeing the Godzilla set right now. Like I'm thinking yeah. about pulling the trigger. 
There's a 50% uh, flash sale going on right now. While we're recording. I know. And I'm sitting here. I'm meditating on it. I've got like two more hours. Okay. Think about I, it. Think about it. I well, did, it's, going I, in, it's going until like 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, but I'll, Before, I'll be working. So it's now or never. While people are listening to this, it's, it's, it, it, oh, it, yeah, this isn't going to no, matter No, listeners, you're screwed. But I might pick up I something. I tweeted about it. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I, what sucks is that... Y- Two days ago, I was in Austin at Waterloo Records, and I picked up shampoo full price. I could have waited. Oh no! It's okay. It's drive it, back it and return it, it. I'm not returning it because <laughs> I want to support my local businesses. Dang it! And Waterloo Records is wonderful. Uh, okay, if, that's fair. You should go to Waterloo. Uh, if you I managed by the way. to. I've never even been to Austin. I really want to go. What? I know. Okay. Well, it's it's. Well, I was, not, it's. I was gonna do a like. Places. I was gonna do a whim trip last week but then i don't know we had an ice age oh yeah no that that, that'll stop you real quick that'll stop you cold (laughs) well i could have made it there but i never would have made it back no 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 you would have been stuck at some hotel and paying you know upwards of a thousand dollars for a week's stay yeah um i was talking about what was it oh the criterion flash sale i ended up buying three things what'd you get what'd you Um, get list them i got True Stories, which we talked oh, about when you came over. Yes, that's a great yes. movie. Then I got uh, Yee Yee. Oh, okay, a, wonderful. A film, a blind buy, but I've heard great things about it. Mm-hmm. And I got Stalker by Tarkovsky. <gasps> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> which I have seen the first like 30 minutes and then I dropped out because I was like, I'm not in a good headspace to watch this movie. That is completely fair. If you are really really sad it i mean it does end in kind of like a well i don't want to you can watch it even if you're a little bit sad but i understand completely because the first the first the majority of the movie is quite heartbreaking and just aching yeah it's it's a lot it's really good though man holy cow holy cow i've i've wanted to get into Tarkovsky for quite a while. He, that's um, the only movie that I've seen, and I'm almost intimidated because okay. I loved Stalker as much as I did. It's like I watched Eraserhead and then didn't touch David Lynch for like four years. But of course, now I've got oh, yeah. Twin Peaks tattooed on me. So who knows? Maybe I'll get <laughs> a, a Solaris tattoo in four years. We'll see. I thought about getting Solaris too, but I was just like, I got, I got to start slow. Solaris I two. Just, I can't just go Boogaloo? all in. The sequel? Exactly. <laughs> Solaris 2. This time, it's about the moon. I have no idea what Solaris is about, so I think it's about the sun. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, let's just do a... I'm just trying to fill some time. Let's do a quick Google search on what Solaris is. What's what's Solaris about, baby? It, a psycholog, a psychologist... Psychologist. A psychologist is sent to a space station orbiting a planet called Solaris... To investigate the death of a doctor and the mental problems of cosmonauts on the station. Okay, that sounds really interesting. It's not about the sun. I thought soul sun, so maybe. Or Wait, I don't know. Who knows? That's a small description. George Clooney is in it. Word? George what? Clooney's in it. No. Yeah. Really? That's what it looks like. When Let was that see. made? 1972. Wait. <laughs> no, Google was fucking with me. <laughs> like as soon as you no, said literally, you're look like, it, wait, look it, no, 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 literally, look, look it up in Google. 
It literally says under cast George Clooney. Because that's a Russian movie. Let me look at him. Oh, so Google. Hold on. Google's just fucked up because in the in the release date for that movie, it says May 12th, 2017. Oh, but it says that it's directed by Andre Tarkovsky. Was there a remake? There is a 2002 flick uh, directed by Soderbergh, Soderbergh, produced by James Cameron, starring. Um, OK, so it's not a remake, but it is because it's, it's Solaris was based on a was based on a science fiction novel. So it's just rehashing oh, a book. OK, so it, it's based on the same novel and Soderbergh was directly reflecting on. That's what Wiki yeah. says. Someone needs to let Google know about that, though, because I was literally just like George Clooney in a Tarkovsky film, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, how, how interesting. Maybe that's where he got his tequila money, his starter money. I'm going to save my well, check. So I have to really start or stop rather relying on Google for like movie information, because there was a movie that I watched, which we'll talk about at the like later part of this episode that the description of the film on Google had 0% accuracy in the film. Like <laughs> someone just described another fucking movie. <laughs> I kind of like that in a way. Like you, you had uh, total expectations for one thing and got to be completely shocked and confused. I mean, like maybe that well, not, see, might not be good for some movies, but it's, it's not because the whole time I'm thinking, all right, when is this plot going to kick in? Like, this oh. is just precursor. Oh. And like an hour and a half into the movie, I'm like, I think I was duped. <laughs> an hour and a half is where you were finally <laughs> like, mm, maybe it's not about what the thing on Google said it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it was maybe it was a little sooner than an hour and a half. I think I would have realized a little bit sooner. <laughs> but to, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, the Internet's tricky. Remember what all our what all our teachers said? They were like, Wikipedia's not a source. Don't use it. People on the Internet will lie to you. And I think looky Wikipedia here, can be looky here. My my sixth grade source. English teacher was proven right. Case in point, you, Zach, you fucked up. I am a dummy, stupid doo doo head. Oh, okay. Well, you're being harsh on yourself now, and I don't think that's no, I, necessary. It's it it's true. I'll it's admit true. it. Okay. The I rumors am a are big, true. Stink, stinky doo doo dumb pee pee boy. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not a pee pee boy. Oh, I'm How so dare sorry. You? Are you a cat boy? You heard about those? Heard about those things? Cat. I haven't. I don't want to. Yeah, well, it's not. It's. It, <laughs> I don't know much about it, but people keep referencing it. Maybe I shouldn't have said it if I don't know anything about it. It could be something I've heard of highly girl. sexual or something. Not I don't know. A superhero. What that would sound cat like. But boy. Cat boy. Cat boy and puppy boy. Cat, <laughs> cat man and puppy boy. That, that that's that's the superhero duel. Sure. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Talk about how we uh, felt about this movie. Okay. Um, Get back to talking about the movie that we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> even though I do like this a little bit less than Before Sunrise, mm -hmm. as a whole, I gave this uh, a five out of five just for 
how much it does. Oh, word for my feels. For your feels, you got you got yeah. deep in yeah. them, huh? I I uh, we, as as we've uh, established, I I am an IMDb boy, so I do rate out of ten, like a scholarly man would. Um, uh, Ebert would, would, Letterboxd. Uh, would argue uh, otherwise. Okay. E- Ebert, okay. If if I were Ebert, I would give this a thumbs up, and I would give it. Uh, oh well, he does rate out of stars on his. He oh, he, he gives it out of four though. Yeah, that's strange. I never understood that. I like five. I like fives because I think can, I think can, five is a good one. I I think it's it's convertible to yes. you can you can you can make you can make that relate exactly. to whatever. System Anyways, you want my feelings. I am literally 40 minutes away from watching it now. And I, 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 as of right now, seven out of 10, I do not think it was okay. Uh, as good as the first one. I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. I enjoyed the performances. I thought that, I mean, I think I really do think that years down the road, I'm going to rewatch this movie and just feel, uh, a lot better about it. Uh, just in nine years. I, exactly. In nine, in nine years, I will, we will come back to do, uh, the before trilogy part two, where we rewatch the before Electric trilogy Boogaloo. again. And then in nine years after that, we'll rewatch the before trilogy again. And yes. we'll reflect on our reflections. And then we will reflect on our reflections of the reflections. It's very meta. Of course. It's very new wave. It's just what the kids are doing. Um, we're yes. we're going to start the before the before podcast and yeah. <laughs> we'll have an episode every nine years. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 very high concept. Maybe five people will latch on to that's what we're doing. Because like you post one podcast episode out there of the before podcast and then you there's no like we don't advertise it safe for like leading yeah. up to posting it. And then we don't say anything. We don't say anything. No, not even years. that. It just it just shows up. Oh, OK. It, it's it it's like a guerrilla marketing thing where we just post it. Yeah. It, the, the no just marketing like the, is the, third the marketing. Cloverfield movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't. What a disappointment. I really liked yeah. those first two. I mean, the second one, especially. I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Ten Cloverfield Lane is an absolute high. T- Top tier film. All, all three of those performances in that movie are, are really good. And then the crazy lady outside is also good too, but she's in it for like 10 yeah. seconds. Um, uh, yeah, no, that movie sucked. She Netflix, ties it that together. Was, that was a grift. That was a grift. That third movie was yeah. a scam. It was really gross. And they knew that they had a big old stinker on their hands. So they said, oh, yeah. Ooh, what if we trick the That's entire Super like, Bowl audience hey, into Super Bowl day. watching home, this shit on Netflix. Movie. Watch our movie and yeah, then do it, it doesn't matter if you it's like it or not. As, much, as long as you watch it on Netflix, that's all they care about. That's all these streaming companies. Like if you click, click, want click. to truly show that you don't like something, don't give it any attention whatsoever. No, no. I mean, but then it's also hard because like, how do you know if you truly don't like something? Because I know damn well I'm going to be sitting down to watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I know that I won't enjoy it in the yeah. slightest <laughs> I think oh, did that you see I will Joker, enjoy Jared Letter Joker more? Jesus? Yes, I saw Jared Letter Joker Jesus. Wow. He really did that. I'm, yeah, I'm see I'm I'm interested by that a lot because he Zack Snyder specifically said 
he did not have any plans for Joker in Justice League at all. And then added that very recently. I, I, I hope that it's not just a reaction to Joker. I mean, the Joaquin Phoenix movie, which that's a whole nother discussion. So. Because yeah. I, I don't know how you feel about that one, but I... I it's I, a stinker. Oh, thank God. Oh, right? Wasn't it just like, God, just like some some really angry 50-year-old guy sat down and watched a bunch of Scorsese movies and said, hmm, but what if... But what if Joker? But what if Joker? What if... What if there was a society... Oh yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder got Joker to say it, huh? He he. We really yeah, got which, the Joker okay. to officially I'll, say. I'll, I'll say, I like that. <laughs> it was it was cute, and it definitely was a ploy, and it definitely was a like we're gonna like wink, wink, nudge, nudge it's, at all the people who are. It's incredibly intentional. Fun of it. But yeah, I will like say, cool, go for it. I'm, we got the Joker <laughs> to officially say it. Fun, whatever. I, I don't I don't now, like Jared I think, Leto I think in the we're slightest. good in never having another Joker again. I I think that is not going to happen. That is one hundred percent. I know it's not, not going but I think I think we could easily go without another Joker ever again. The world would be all the better for it. I I think we're going to get to a point with with these superhero movies with the idea of the multiverse kind of coming into MCU and it's happening this year. It's happening this year. We're going to get multiple multiple versions of the same superhero at the same time, and it's going to be commonplace. And that's happening this year. I mean, with with uh, well, not with the Batman, but I mean, oh yeah, that Ben Affleck be is returning for, for the Flash movie, and Michael Keaton's going to be in that movie. Mm-hmm. And if uh, and, and it yeah. looks like Spider Man's going to be the same thing with uh, with all them coming back. And I I've heard you know inklings and little whispers and tweets that I should probably put no weight into, but I've heard like if Spider-Man three goes really, really well, like they're thinking it might, they might do amazing Spider-Man three. They might do uh Toby Maguire, Spider-Man four. Like they just do, which that seems like I, way too much, man. Like I love Spider-Man. Yeah. He's my guy yeah, in me terms too. of superheroes. I think he's he's probably my favorite Marvel hero. Yes. Yeah. And then Flash is my favorite DC. Um, mm-hmm. I want them to to stop making the Flash movie and let me make my version that I wrote. Oh yeah, you, you you've got a sitting on the back burner. Uh oh. What happens? I'll send it to Zach. Does he go fast? He. You know what? All right. Here's the inside scoop. Okay. The flash goes fast. Holy shit. (laughs) That's exciting. I have Sonic in it. I've got Quicksilver. He makes an appearance. Wait, 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 wait. No, we're already having this whole debacle with Quicksilver. You can't you can't also have a Quicksilver. Oh man. I beg to differ. It exists. It exists. But okay, also multiverse spider-man is also supposed to connect with wandavision have you been watching wandavision yeah i'm caught up i like wandavision it's good um it's fun it's fun i have a lot of quips and quabbles with it i'm 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 super picky about sitcoms i'm not gonna say like i'm a sitcom connoisseur but i have a big place in my heart for sitcoms and 
I love the Dick Van Dyke show and uh, I love Lucy's a lot of fun to watch. I didn't watch it avidly, but uh, and then they mm-hmm. kind of did like, I, you know what? I think the one that they did the best was Malcolm in the Middle. I really that thought that their Malcolm in the Middle was really, really well done. They even like had the ska punky music going in the background. Yeah. And I was like, that's straight then, out of Malcolm. But the I, last I, one was like Modern Family and The Office. That one didn't work. I for didn't me. care. F- I didn't care for the format. I thought the episode was OK. It, it slumped down. And then supposedly the last two episodes aren't going to have any sitcom DNA in them. Apparently, I am glad. I, I, I feel mean, because like where do you where do you go after The Office and Modern Family? You have. What do you even have? What's yeah, an iconic no, it's, sitcom it's, it's these days? It's obvious that she's caught up. And now she will be entering our reality, quote unquote. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I like I was really excited for WandaVision. I thought this could be something interesting that Marvel could do that. I think really it is just, interesting. If it, anything. It, it is interesting. And I'm glad they went for it. But I feel like this they just didn't have strong enough writing to justify sitting in sitcom world for as long as they do. It's yeah. just not funny to me, like especially like the first couple episodes like in the black and white sitcom were, yeah. were genuinely just not very funny to me. And like those old sitcoms, if you go back and watch them, Dick Van Dyke's like really, really good and really, really like laugh out loud funny at times. And so it's, it. I don't know. I think like, Oh, it's old. Oh, it's an old sitcom. Sitcoms aren't that great. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. We can get away with kind of sloppy writing. I think it just, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I do like the Agnes a lot. The first three episodes didn't work that well. Mm-mm. And I wish they had released the fourth one. Like, I, I, I don't, I mean, like, I understand why they did what they did with the weekly releases, save for like the first two. I, I, I'm, I am glad, though, that like Disney is sticking to the whole one week or one episode per week thing. I mean, I, yeah, that's the only way to me that TV not only works, but stays relevant, like stays part of the conversation. Like for stranger things, people talk about that for like maybe a week and then you never hear about it until the next season. Say for all the target people have been talking, people have been talking about that. Yeah. People (laughs) have been talking about one division for, you know, upwards of like, Almost like two months now. Sure. It keeps the conversation going. But I hear my theory is that once Disney plus dominates in terms of d- subscribers, which I think it will eventually, I think Disney plus is it's got 96 million. It's going right to now. It's going to kick Netflix off the throne. And I, I once once they're able to do that, I think they will just do drops of episodes yeah. rather than the weeklies, because I think it is kind of like a let's make sure we keep the audience for as long as we can, because I know so many people go ahead. You were going to whisper into speaking the mic. I which, saw it. Speaking of which, uh Oh, with with 96 million subscribers, that means that just from Disney Plus alone, Disney makes six hundred and seventy one million dollars per month. All right. Well, OK, so they're doing fine. <laughs> they're, they're doing more than fine. I would say they're doing a little more than fine. <laughs> The thing is, is like, I think that what they're trying to avoid right now is what I know a lot of people are doing is that immediately when a show ends that they're not interested in, they stop subscribing. Like Mandalorian yeah. ended, my dad stopped su- subscribing. Um, I didn't subscribe until 
three or four days ago because my favorite show <laughs> ever dropped on Disney Plus, which we'll talk about here. No, shush, shush, don't spoil. Oh, I'm so sorry. No one, no one would have guessed that it was The Muppet Show. <laughs> no one. Oh, that's true. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> no, um, I'm being facetious. Well, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. The, <laughs> the week after WandaVision ends is when uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts to play. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's it's so it's they're just like it's like three people. weeks away. Okay. Or like two weeks away now. Wow. We're getting weekly Marvel content for this foreseeable future. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, we went an entire year without a single Marvel movie, so I guess they're just making us pay for it. I'm just waiting for when Kevin Feige backs down and they finally just do a uh, Black Widow release on Disney Plus. It's going to happen in a couple of months. I don't know why they just haven't like Kevin wants the theater. Just make it just. Yeah, just do what Warner Brothers is doing at that point. Yeah, people are. I think Wonder Woman did okay in theaters. Like, yeah, Nolan was mad. Yeah, and he's apparently not going to make a movie for them again. I think he's going to go to. He shouldn't have done what he did and forced enforced a theater release. Because he, he made his bed. He thought that yeah. he had the the guns. He thought he had the, the business to, to pull it off. But One movie can't save a pandemic. No. Your wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey British movie is not going to save the day during a pandemic. Yep. Well, we've talked about other things for, for long enough. <laughs> well... And we talked about that movie for as about as much as we can. So it is a short let's movie. Let's start we wrapping knew this shit up. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk so about things. What we've been watching in between. Oh wait, I didn't even do reviews. Yeah, let's do reviews. I'll go to IMDb. I'll pull Gally. up mine. Let me. I, I'm gonna have to pull up mine. I'm usually so prepared. Well, it was a bit of a shock Before that we were doing it tonight. Sunset. Before yes, I I was gonna try and rewatch it tonight just because I haven't I saw it like two weeks ago. If that, no, it's been like three. Oh my God, I I probably watched it like a month ago. Oh man, I hope it didn't screw you over by having us record. No, I I mean like I've seen these movies enough at this point where I'm like you can talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm Ratings. looking. I'm looking. Reviews. Lowest first. Okay. So a lot of these are not in English. They're not okay. in English? <laughs> egg, egg yeah. Egg noodle says Egg Noodle. My my mom used to watch before sunrise all the time when I was younger. Your mom has good taste. And I always complained that it was the worst movie ever, but I think this was worse. You did not inherit that good taste. Egg noodle. <laughs> yeah, egg noodle. Chill out. These, the Incredibles these negative 2 is, is among their four favorite films. What is among their four favorite movies? Incredibles 2. <laughs> the Incredibles? Okay. But Incredibles sure, 2? I'll give it to you. What are the other two? No. Or what are the other three in their favorite films? Their four favorite films are American Mary, which I've never heard of. It's a 2012 film starring Catherine Isabel. Don't know who that is. And The Edge of 17. That's a good I'll one. allow it. And Parasite, which, okay. It's everyone's enough. favorite, man. Um, uh, 
Okay, they gave four, they gave a goofy movie four stars. They're 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 okay, but they're on thin fucking ice. They're on thin fucking ice. But they like power lines, so they're all right. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. They're, these are all full of just impassionate, like this is awful, hot, steamy crap. Absolute drivel. These are all one stars. Let me get up to like three stars. Uh, boring. Okay. Boring, boring, boring. Just not understand the love for this quote unquote romance. If I can call it a romance. Dot, 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 dot. And that was from Tisha 8, October 21st of 2020. Um, yeah, a lot of people are just like, uh, I don't get the appeal. It's just a little disappointing. And I, they're not... The one-star reviews seem to be really angry, but the, it, 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 a lot of them are just genuine softer critiques, which you don't see very yeah. often on IMDb or anywhere on the internet. It's usually just impassioned people like, one star, it reminded yep. me of a love that I had, and it was nothing like this, so I'm going to take my anger out on this <laughs> movie. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what most of these pretty much are. Um. Uh, so I did, uh, or not, I did, but I found this one propane plug. Wow. What a pretentious piece of crap. I've had more enthralling conversations about chief Keefe's impact on the rap game than the shit these assholes talked about. <laughs> I'm, so I'm somewhat okay with calling them assholes. I, at least, uh, yeah. Ethan's character to a degree, but I don't know that any conversation about Chief Keefe could be more interesting and compelling than what was on there. I think that's a bit much. All right. One more from you, and then we'll do a positive. One more from me. They're all so boring on IMDb. You get the meme ones. They're like, ooh, one line. Okay. Um, two stars from... Uh, I that's a string of letters, not really a word. Uh, the idea is beautiful, but exclamation point, and that's the title of the review. So, so that's that that and that entices oh. you. That's the hook. We're starting off pretty smooth, <laughs> and then the whole review is just one simple. The idea is simple and beautiful, but the story and the script are the worst. Oh man, especially Shut mundane. Oh, the pain. Dot dot dot. I think people just don't like listening to other people talk. I th yeah. I think that's what it boils down to for a lot of a lot of these Which, negative reviews. I hope they do, because this is an audio medium. <laughs> oh, well, those people aren't listening to the podcast because they don't have taste, dang it. No taste. No taste. None at, at all. all. No. Um okay. Positive view to balance things out. I like that. I like this one. Between this, the Friends series finale, and the Lost series premiere, 2004 sure was a big year for missing planes. <laughs> sure, sure. The Friends season finale. What a good finale. And all the 10 out of 10s, again, again are just using so many... Wow, explosion words, ecstatic, powerful, lean and effective. Well, I like, I agree with that, lean and effective. That older and wiser, yes, sexier, but also in many ways, less charged, more measured, with, but with a new kind of tension. I think that's very succinct. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a good one. I like I like those. That's from Offworld Colony. Those English words. February of last year. You like those English words, huh? Oh, and mine was from Letterboxd uh, Legend Brat Pit. Oh, yeah. Not Brad. Brat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we've done the reviews, we're going to talk about movies we watched in between episodes. Now, I'm sure while you didn't have power, you didn't have the time to watch most many things. Uh, I had my laptop and I only have two movies downloaded to my laptop. One is oh God, Sonic. Well, okay. And <laughs> I've seen that like four separate times when the Wi-Fi goes okay. out. I genuinely kind of like the movie. It's bad, but I didn't yeah. watch it this time. The other movie that's on my laptop that I watched, that I rewatched, was Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. <laughs> okay. Uh, that movie's fucking bad shit like have you I ever sat it. back to watch it again like truly yes i like, watch it all the time take away any kind of nostalgia glasses that is a strange movie it's a it's a it's a pretty weird movie i like i don't understand how it got made i commend ron howard for even pulling that off at like a studio level because like i it's just so so bizarre um yeah the the way it's filmed, the camera's constantly twisting and swiveling. I, ultimately, I, I I end up not liking it, but like Jim Carrey just goes one hundred percent, and I, Ron Howard, it you can tell he made it with a lot of passion. So you know, there's yeah. it, it doesn't work for me ultimately, but I I I forgot that that's a Ron Howard movie. movie. Man, everyone forgets about Ron Howard. We talked about that last time you were on the show as a guest, and because his movie Hillbilly Elegy, which I'll let you know, I never even watched it. I never didn't did watch it. I, I have no, I've zero I was going. I was going to after we recorded, and I was like, I really don't want to do this. No, no, there's no need to put yourself through that. There's no need to put yourself through rich people looking at poor people and saying, "Oh, look at how sad they are." There's a movie that yeah. comes out like that every year, and I, I, I hate him. I hate him. Yep. Okay, so movie are those the only two that you watched? All right, now we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it, Zach. Four days ago, the most important television show of all time dropped on Disney Plus. The Muppet Show has come to Disney Plus, and ladies and gentlemen, that yeah. is all I have been watching since Friday, and it's been absolutely wonderful. The Muppet Show, uh, save for a few um, outdated uh, ideas in some sketches. Uh, really 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 holds up and it uh i could go on and on about it but uh check out the episodes with elton john debbie harry's fantastic gene kelly's wonderful and i'll limit myself to three because i'll talk forever about it but um (laughs) i i don't know if you caught wind of anything that was going on with it but we found out that when it apparently got canceled quote-unquote canceled whatever that means uh apparently getting canceled means getting uploaded on a streaming service that 96 million people are subscribed yeah, to. Yeah, so what Disney decided to do in front of some episodes... Cancel me. Just... <laughs> cancel me, please. Um, what <laughs> Disney decided to do in front of specific episodes, and this is coming from a massive Muppet fan, um, they put a warning in front of it that is 12 seconds long that basically says, hey, some of the sketches in this are a little bit outdated, and there are some racial stereotypes there are some sexist jokes that are not great, but it was made 45 years ago and it was okay then. We are not saying it's okay now, but we also don't want to shy away from the fact that it was there. 
So here's a warning that says, we know that this is not great. We acknowledge that here it is. And that's okay. And um, I thought that that was the right thing to do. But apparently a lot of people are like, wow, now the Muppets can't even exist online. And it's like, no, they literally like, uploaded the Putting a the warning show. does not mean... It's 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 fucking stupid to me. It, it's it's really Plain stupid. And simple. Because now, for the first time, like they only ever released the first three seasons on DVD. For the first time, I'm getting to watch seasons four and five, and it's 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 fantastic. So who cares about a little twelve second warning in front of the Steve Martin episode? You know, it's 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 worth it. Yeah. Frankly. Anyways, that's okay. what I've been watching. I've, <laughs> I've been meaning to get into more Muppet stuff, which. We will be oh. coming soon. Oh, are we gonna really? I tossed that in there. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we'll reveal that later. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll reveal that next week. I'll give you a, like a list of like five really good Muppet Show episodes to watch at some point. Okay. And, and the, the like a starter list because you don't want to start from season one. Season one's real weak. Anyways, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll rant about I the Muppet to Show start from season one. No, you don't. There's no continuity. Yes, it's I a do. variety show. Who cares? Look, there's some little storylines. <laughs> no, 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 Again, I could talk forever. There's some okay. beautiful moments in that show. Anyways. Let me go ahead and get some words in then. Uh, I started off, I watched, I mean, I've been watching a lot of uh, TV as well. I rewatched uh, Barry, seasons oh, one God. and two. So good. Um, incredibly good. Um. They just started filming season three, I believe. So I'm very excited for and that. They're filming season four apparently immediately after too. Apparently, yeah. And then I'm currently rewatching Succession. Um, <gasps> Great. I never finished. Getting season my two. girlfriend caught up on on those. Oh, season two is so good. Okay, it I'll ends have to in, it. in like the the ending of that season. The okay. Chef's Kiss. All right. I'll go for and it. And then. then so those that I've been watching a lot of those. So, but I did get to watch like six movies over the last like ten days. Um, I watched Saint Maud, new A twenty four. Oh yeah, film that it finally is on, on Epics. So finally released. Yeah, because it felt like two years ago that movie I saw a trailer for. Yeah. Right. It it would have been like last sometime last year, like, but it originally premiered at a festival in twenty nineteen. Was supposed to come out in 2020, then finally came out in 2021. So I don't even know where to put it in because I rank all the movies per like per each year. Yeah. Rank them quote unquote, but um, so I just don't even know where to categorize. I'm a I I'm a stickler for numbers and categorization and. I understand. But uh, I liked it though. It's pretty 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 nuts. Um, the last shot is everything okay i'll have to check it out then um one of my it's a it's a really good ending i really like the ending okay then on valentine's day uh i rewatched super bad lovely that's a great movie i really love super bad i think it's i I'm, I'm i have no shame in saying i think it's one of the b- best like comedies of the 21st century at least no i i i'll i'll, I'll give it that certainly i yeah. think so i think it's one of the one of the tightest scripts around in terms of just a succinct yeah. succinct story i love I think that. it's just incredibly entertaining no matter 
when you watch it, how you watch it, why you watch it. Mm-hmm. Just very good. I'll Bill Hader. Um, he can be a cop if he wants. I'll allow it. <laughs> He's the only cop that I like. ACAB, except for Bill Hader and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh, you know what? Here's another one with a cop that I'll allow. I rewatched Game Night. Have you seen Game Night? Oh, yeah. That was a cool movie. I got to watch that one in the I love that movie. Jesse Plemons. Uh, he can be a cop if he wants to as well. Speaking of Jesse, you hear that he's going to be the lead in uh, yes. Scorsese's next. He fucking he stole the lead from Leo DiCaprio. Is that like the the story? Or I didn't know I that. Didn't, I'm I, pretty sure because it, like before before this, you know, like this movie's been in production since or not in production, but in development since The Irishman came out. Probably actually a little bit before, and. It's always just been Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. And now we're just getting wind of Jesse Plums being the lead. I think that they would have had Leo in the lead slot. And then, I don't know, I think just Martin Scorsese maybe was just like taken away with Jesse Plemons and was like, hey, Leo. I mean, had I your, was taken away your, with you've him had your spotlight. after, after um, yeah, uh, I'm thinking of ending things this year. I was just like, he is something else. I've had my... I've had my eyes on him nonstop since Breaking Bad. Oh, um, yeah. He was wonderful in that. And then uh, yeah. he was great in his cu- few scenes in The Master. He Everything that he's in. Yep. I, I thought it was always an incredible kind of really gross and mean uh, disservice towards him when people called him uh, Meth Damon. I don't know if you ever heard that because he looks I like have not. But. I can I guess I can kind of see why people would say that, but I don't like that. No, it's 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 very mean. And I think it's uh, I don't know. I, I think he's a lot. More don't than be mean that. to people. Yes. Don't be, be mean nice to, to people. people. The official slogan of the other film guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, three more movies that I watched. Uh, I watched Nomadland on Hulu. How was that? Incredible movie. OK. Incredible. Chloe Zhao is just like she captures something in her films. I've se- I've only seen two so far, but they feel so, so real to the point where it's almost like you're watching a documentary. Mm-hmm. That's like it's like borderline. And it, like between the between fiction and nonfiction, and it's just incredible. And she uses a lot of non-actors in her films and. It's just incredible because I, I haven't seen her film The Rider, but that was a that had a lot of tension last year, maybe the year before. I can't remember exactly when it came out. Um, I haven't seen that one. But like to go from like these very simple, real films and like this year she has The Eternals coming out for Marvel. Oh, that's why I was trying to think, like, why did I hear her name recently? Yeah. Appar- apparently there's rumors going around that like it's like that Kevin Feige is praising it immensely and thinks it's maybe the best work that they've done so far. That's interesting because I I don't know what it was about the cast, but I was just like not into the idea of Eternals. I think it's just because Angelina Jolie, I've never been just a big fan of hers. So never a huge fan of, of, of her, but Kumail Nanjani got buff for that movie and (sighs) he got real buff. Yeah. And, uh, I'm here for that. <laughs> okay, Zach. That's good. 
Uh, and then the movie that I was mentioning earlier, the one that I saw the description of and then watched the movie and it was like, what the fuck? Uh, Bacurau, which is a um, Brazilian film. Uh, and so the description on Google for Bacurau is um, on Google says a filmmaker decides to travel to a village in the interior of Brazil to make a documentary. As days go by, he begins to discover that the locals are not exactly what they appear to be and hide dangerous secrets. In the film, at least maybe in the version that I watched, maybe maybe what I'm thinking is that it changed over time. I'm thinking maybe. Mm. And they just took some of that part out. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But there's, there's nothing about a, a filmmaker or a documentary or anything. There's no mention of it. There's no, no imagery that insinuates that at all. Um, Huh. But, but it was, I thought an it was really movie? I thought it was really good. Okay. I thought it was really good. I gave it a I gave it a four out of five. It's really fucking weird. Like 30 well, minutes down in. For that, man. 30 minutes in. I'm completely lost. In a good way. For the better. For the better. Yeah. Um same for this next movie I'm going to talk about. I care a lot. I I uh, saw you post Rosamund about that. Pike. You said you were confused, and then I also saw um, yes. Paul Schrader. His, he talked about it on his Facebook, and he was he was just like I blown away. He loved it. How do you feel? About I it? I thought it was I thought it I thought it was I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um. I also went in like kind of blind. All I knew was that uh, Rosamund Pike was in it, and that um it had something to do with her like being a like a not a caretaker but like she likes is a legal guardian for people who don't have anybody to take after them mm-hmm. um like that's all i knew hospice nurse and kind of or like a not really like she's just she like just an old person nurse takes people in as their ward oh okay i care a lot um she just I don't know, she essentially just puts people in nursing homes and just does shit. It's on Netflix. Um, pretty entertaining. It is a two-hour movie, um, 118 minutes, but I liked it. 30 minutes in, like 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 uh, Baccarat, it takes a huge turn, and you're like, okay, what what the fuck is this? But it wraps everything up pretty nice, I feel, and puts a nice little bow on it. Great. Okay. Well, I'll have to look at that. I'm looking at the poster right now, and I liked that. But it's a minimalist poster. I like a minimalist deceiving. poster. Yeah. But Rosamund Pike, she's not deceiving. She's she's stellar, damn it. She's incredible. Did she get her say. Oscar yet? I don't know. Oh, speaking of which, this... Before Sunset was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay in the 77th Academy Awards. Adapted? So, yeah. Just because, like, anything sequel is considered adapted screenplay. Because of the characters, it's stupid. I guess. That's, that's, that's a stupid yeah, rule. It is. Um, so anything screenplay, anything based on a book, anything based on anything is adapted. I suppose. I suppose the logic tracks, but I, uh, I can I, I get the logic. I just, again, think it's stupid. Yeah, me too. Stupid doo doo poo poo. 
Maybe it stood a better chance in that category, though. Did it win? No. What won? What won? It was, let's see, best adapted screenplay, Sideways. Oh, that wine movie that I still haven't seen with Paul Giamatti. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, m- I've my, seen the poster. My mom had that DVD around when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. If it was best, if it was nominated for best original screenplay, that's the year that Eternal Sunshine actually won. Oh. Won Charlie Kaufman an Oscar, I believe. The Incredibles was nominated for screenplay. Yeah, 100%. I didn't know that, but totally. I think that screenplay is yeah. fucking brilliant. It's one of my favorite Pixar's. I think Incredibles what and one best Monsters picture that Inc. year. Million Dollar Baby. Uh, I never watched it. I'm not a big Eastwood guy. That's Same. an Eastwood movie, right? Yeah, it's an Eastwood film. Um, I think the only all Eastwood, the best Eastwood picture movie I've nominees seen was, uh, I don't really yeah, uh, I've seen not the Richard Jewell. That's the only Eastwood directed film I've seen. I saw Jersey Boys because I'm a theater boy, so it was a musical, and I was like, okay, oh. I gotta go see it. And it was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't bad. I really don't think that he should he hired he should have hired the performers from Broadway. I don't think they were bad, but their their style of acting is definitely. He does a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, well, like, what was that movie? It came out like maybe a couple years ago. Are you that, talking about 15, 17 like to a, Paris? Yeah. And where, like, he had literally the had the people. Part of the event. I, I, I didn't want to watch that because of that. I was like, I there's either. no way that that's good. No, that's not biased at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Clint Eastwood. Do you see that is, Hillary Clinton is going to be writing a movie? Who? Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. You did say that. Great. Wonderful. I'm really excited. <laughs> What's she writing? I don't know. It's She's co-writing a political thriller. Oh, okay. So it's like how her husband, Bill, and James Patterson co-wrote a book. <laughs> well, I'm not, it's well, just... maybe, maybe Hillary is a wonderful writer. I'm not going to knock her, but like... You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of her, but uh, I did know she was on uh, that podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend and she did come off as incredibly charming. So I, I don't know. Okay. She, she, she does have a sense of wit about her. I don't know if that'll translate into writing, but I, I will watch it and try not to, you know, let my opinion of her politics, you know, color my watch my viewing experience of it speaking of politicians going filmmaker not i guess he's not a politician but ben shapiro is going into the movie business Uh, with something with gina carano you know he was a failed screenwriter and that's why he became a political pundit really yeah and so now he he, he, he's a grifter so much more yeah so as soon as he (laughs) saw this opportunity with with that anti-Semite from the Mandalorian, uh, yeah. he um, he was like, mm-hmm, I'll, he just jumped I'll, at it. Uh, hi- hypothetically, if 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 I were to make a movie with okay G- Gina Carano <laughs> from the Mandalorian, it it would do well in the market of conservatives. Thank you. <laughs> I will be doing that impression Never uh, at do the that Improv ever in again. Houston. Uh, 
I have a whole act just as Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. <laughs> I am 100%. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever do improv, I want to see that. Oh, you'll be there, man. I'll get you there. Once things open up again and I can get into that world. <sighs> All right. Well, we've been talking for long enough. I know. I and like I just yawned. I'm getting sweepy. <laughs> Me too. Um, so we'll go ahead and call this episode a night. We haven't talked about the movie for a good maybe 30, 40 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> we we covered all the bases. We know how we felt about we did. it. I we think did. our opinions were just succinct on this one. You know, I, I yeah. didn't feel incredibly, you know, inspired like I did with the first one. And I, I, I keep saying this, but I do think it's because I'm not their age. I it, yeah, I think it might change when I when I get to be, you know, sullen and broken like they are (laughs) we'll see well we'll see how that um if that trait carries on for you come the next one because that's another nine years in the future so oh man we're gonna be checking that out next week before midnight and (sighs) then as previously mentioned we'll be announcing our first our first actual full series that was planned with Joshua Folsom in mind. It's exciting. I'm so excited. You can probably <laughs> guess what it's going to be if you know me. I mean, the, the theme, yes, but what movies are we going to cover? I don't know. Mm. Well, like, we do know, but... <laughs> uh, we know. They don't. I want to just say it. I can yeah. say it right now. It's just whisper it into the mic real quick. Oh, return next week do that. for... Uh, <laughs> You, you don't want me to whisper into the mic, Zach? You don't like them when I whisper don't. into the mic? Stop doing it, Josh. Okay. Um, come back next week. Uh, don't forget to come back next week, especially for for the the air horn. Oh, I was literally going to say it. You beat me to it. Yeah, the, the return of the air horn. I held myself back. I was like, what if I just broke my rule and I did the air horns in this? But I didn't. Oh, well, then, then this would have been a solo show. Who, as in, as in the other film, Josh. Yeah, yeah, I would have taken over. You son of a bitch! You back off. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're gonna be talking about before midnight next week. Um, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach us on Twitter at Other Film Guys, or you can yell at me specifically at Living Mediocre. And then I'm Josh, over on uh, at I ain't no coward. At I ain't no coward because he ain't no goddamn coward. Darn tootin'. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to wear a mask. Stay safe. And oh, yeah. As always, Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. <laughs>